Welcome to the Sobriety Elevated Podcast with your hosts, Kevin and Jim. We are dedicated to strengthening your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Thank you for listening. It is showtime. All right. Yeah. So what do you think about doing another episode on recovery quotes? I think it's a great idea. I had a lot of people uh, give us some pretty good feedback on it, and uh, it's it's something good that we get to then t- cover a bunch of different topics and talk about a lot, lot of different things. So I say uh, we go for it. Let's do it. So let's go ahead and go to the internet. I'm pulling up recovery quotes, and the first, ooh, ooh, I like this one. This one says, there is no chemical solution to a spiritual problem. And I'm going to repeat that. There is no chemical solution to a spiritual problem. Ooh, that one gives me shudders. I like that one a lot, for sure. I think that pretty much all addiction and all alcoholism and things like that, it's rooted in in something spiritual, more Mm -hmm. so than something uh, physical. It's really rooted in a dis-ease of the spirit, and we have learned to numb that disease, and the numbing process creates deep problems. And one of the things is when you get clear with your spirit, you don't need your drug of choice anymore. That's the beauty of a strong recovery program. Yeah, and that's why I like the, and you know this is coming, Jim, the spiritual program, the 12-step spiritual program, because you know all the 12-step programs, that's what they are, is they're spiritual yep. programs. And it's a, it's kind of like a spiritual process that you walk through when you walk through those 12 steps. And and like you said, in the end of it, it's like the solution to the spiritual malady. And and that's where it, you, know, you, you get spiritual and all that. And it's not religious. It's not all that stuff. I mean, it can be, but it's, it's different than that. And I, I definitely, I, I love that quote. That's, I, I've kind of heard something similar to that before. But I, I do think that one thing to note is, you know, a lot of times us as addicts, and, and I know me, I should speak for myself, you know, I always was wondering if there was some kind of like pill I could take that would make me feel better or something that would make me uh, be able to stop drinking or stop using drugs or all these compulsive behaviors. But it wasn't until I, I found the spirituality that I found, you know, in my faith and other parts, you know, that was found through those 12 steps that I could finally realize that I had a solution. When your spirit is healed, the solution, and I'm going to use the air quotes on problem, because when you solve that problem, you no longer need to use. And three years ago, right around now, you solved that problem, a little over three years ago. What's crazy is is you don't realize that it's a spiritual thing and, until you do. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but no, you, know, you kind of just, yeah, you wake up and you're like, wait a second, this is different than I... Uh, had thought. And, and so once I, I started to do the work, you know, the, the work and the program that I do now, which, you know, we say, you know, we, what I, I haven't been healed of my alcoholism. What I have is a daily reprieve based on my <laughs> spiritual condition. And that's where the spirituality and being spiritually fit is so important for me to continue in the solution. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that no matter what, if, you know, we hear people always talk about, spirituality and all that and it makes people uncomfortable but it's really not that complicated and it's not you know wooey wooey as we as you call it you know it's not always like that it's pretty simple sometimes. well it's kind of wooey wooey in my world 
But That's the one true. of the things, and yet when you get peace with your spirit, no chemical solution is needed or no chemical additive is needed in life. Because the real problem really was never the actual substance. You know, we were, I shouldn't say never. I know for me, it wasn't the actual substance or the gambling or the drinking. It was me trying to cover up all of the other things that I didn't want to deal with and uh, all the other issues that were, were you know, left un, uncovered or whatever, unhealed. And mm-hmm. so as I worked through that process in the program and found that healing and that deliverance, I didn't need a chemical solution anymore. And no. again, we're not against medicine and things like that from doctors or anything like that. But no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. But the solution was found through through the spiritual program that I work. So I, I like that one a lot, Jim. That that yeah. sounds like one that you, you know, that that's right up your alley. That's it interesting that you right found it. Up my alley. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's interesting. It's the first one that popped up. What about what's one that's popped up for you, Kevin? Well, I, I have, I'm not going to lie, I've been scrolling through a little what? bit. Yeah, I know. And and I think we maybe have talked about this one, but the first couple were probably a little weird for me to say. So this is one that, um, <laughs> okay. the one that, one of my favorites that I've heard before. And it says, my recovery must come first so that everything I love in life does not have to come last. Ooh. And I'll, I'll read it one more time. Yeah, my recovery must come first so that everything I love in life does not have to come last. That is a home run. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, yeah. you look at your life. You have put your recovery first. As a result, your marriage is strong. Your business is through the roof. You're actually speaking. And I believe in the near future, you're going to be going to Kenya to share your success on another continent. And you have put your sobriety first. Yeah, recovery is definitely the most important thing in my life. And sometimes it makes people uncomfortable when I say that. Thankfully, I have a supportive wife and family that understand that if I don't have recovery, I don't have anything. So Rachel's very supportive with that. But, you know, it's, it's you know, like we're recording this, you know, and we've got holidays coming up, Easter is coming up and, and this will probably come out after Easter, but tomorrow night I have a meeting that I go to and, and it's going, I'm going to go because it's just part of my routine and it's part of what I do. And, and putting that first, uh, it, it's why I have everything that I have. It's why I have the marriage. It's why I have the business and all that. So I don't want to stop doing what's worked. Keep it going. But the flip side of that, Jim, really quick, I, I think can sometimes be, you know, we get so obsessed with recovery that we we sacrifice everything else. And I, I maybe, to be honest, in the last uh, month or two have kind of been dealing with that, you know, where all I've been doing is recovery and it's just, man, it, it wears you out. And, and so you have to find a balance too, uh, where my recovery can still come first, but I still have time for other things too. You still do things with the kids. You still do things as a family. You celebrated your three-year birthday. And here's one of the things about balance that I find interesting is balance is a funky thing because I used to not really believe in balance. What I do believe is that like, if you are in a meeting, you are 100% there. You are doing your meeting. If you are with those kids and you're with your daughter – you're 100% there. It's just having these outside activities 
such that you literally have a full life. Definitely have a full life now. And and again, if I didn't have recovery, I wouldn't have any life. Yeah. Uh, you know, the insanity of of addiction was my life revolved around that and nothing else. And uh, recovery coming first, so everything else doesn't have to come last. I, I absolutely love that. And you are right about Kenya. And I think maybe a little later in this episode, we can talk a little bit about what that looks like too. And I'm kind yeah. of excited about that as well. So I have a quote here. And this is by one of my favorites, Joseph Campbell. And he says, it is by going down into the abyss that we recover the treasures of life. Where you stumble, there lies your treasure. Read that one more time. It is by going down into the abyss that we recover the treasures of life. Where you stumble... There lies your treasure. Wow, that's pretty deep. This is your life. It really I is. Mean, it, right? We're, we're both smiling. If, if y'all could see us, we're both just kind of smiling. You were in the yeah. abyss. When I first met you, you were so in the abyss. Yeah, and you know, I don't ever want to forget about that abyss and, and where it's brought me. And, you know, I went and visited the rehab center that we met at, which is where I went to. And, for my three years sobriety birthday. And it was really cool. But the best part about it was just talking about abyss. Cause that word is like, I, it's like reverberating in my head because you forget about that. And I'm talking to these, the counselors and the people that were there and they're looking at me now and hearing me talk and I'm speaking, I'm doing all these different things. And it's like, they quickly reminded me and, and re- helped me to get back into a humble place of where I was. And some of the things I said, some of the things I thought, how I acted, how I treated myself, how I treated other people at the beginning compared to now. So man, in the abyss is really where I found life. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I also think to look a little deeper into that quote maybe is, you know, it's part of the, the process. We don't just, we have to go through some healing, you know, through like all the things that we did and all that. And we have to address the past and all that some different times as we're getting getting through this process. And so sometimes you have to look into the abyss and realize some different things so that you can grow and get past them and move on from them. I think that is brilliantly spoken. So do you have another one? Yeah, this one's good. Uh, You know, and this is like a, you know, a pretty simple one, but recovery is the only high that keeps getting better as you do it. Boy, is that an understatement? Yeah. And, and I I like that a lot because it's true. (laughs) And for people out there, if you think it's like, oh, he's not really that happy. When you talk to people that have five, six, seven, ten, three years, can I give you a little secret? They are that happy. They create and live their recovery. And that happiness is genuine. It's not false. It's real. Especially if people are actually working a recovery program. You know, a lot of people maybe have time and they're miserable, but they're not actually working a program of recovery. And, you know, they're in the what they call dry drunk stage. But I, I will say that it's annoying to some people because I talk about recovery so much and all that. But man, my life is so much better and I love life and I'm happy. And I mean, Jim, me and you just talk and laugh and I mean, about some of the dumbest stuff. I mean, <laughs> and we're just like, but we're just happy. It's, it's happy, joyous and free. You are on your path. These last few months, it's like your path is solidifying. And I have a quote, and this is going to, I didn't pick it. I just picked one of them and it's actually perfect, right? It says, the pain you feel today 
is the strength you feel tomorrow. You are strong, Kevin. And those painful days, you just said it a little bit ago, you never want to forget them. You don't have to focus on them. They're not the center. But they literally sit there and there is always an awareness of them. I do like that. I like that one a lot. I got I got one that's uh, another one that it, it's pretty famous and it's been it's talking about not necessarily recovery only, but it says, I'm not telling you it's going to be easy. I'm telling you it's going to be worth it. Worth it. Oh, man, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, early on, especially like people told me this and I didn't believe it. They're like, yeah, just keep doing the work and just just keep, you know, keep doing the next right thing and and watch what will happen. And then as some time has passed, it is worth it. And so if you're people that are listening to this and maybe you're not sure you're you're not sure what if you want to try this uh, it's not going to be easy, especially at first. It does get easier, and it is actually the easier, softer way. But if you just you know, fully commit to it, uh, I can promise you that it's going to be worth it. You know, they always say, and uh, one of my counselors said this to me, and I think you said stuff like this to me too, Jim, is you can always go back to drinking and using. What we want to do is create a life where you, know, you have that. You, it makes no sense. So you know, after a year of sobriety, people are like, would you like to, you know, go back to the old life, not a chance with how much better life is now. It's, it's been so worth it. And you can always go back. But here's the bigger question I have is why would you? Why would you go back to the deception? Why would you go back to the deceit? Why would you go back to the physical state you were in compared to the physical state that you are in now? Yeah. Now the, exactly. quote, exactly. the next quote that I have, it says, don't quit before the miracle happens. Ooh, a nice twelve-step quote that they say all the time oh, in the rooms of oh. recovery. Oh yeah. no, no, no! <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're not no. allowed to change it. You know, I, I will. Yeah, I will say that is honestly one of my favorite quotes because it's oh, like what we were good. just talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's what we yeah. were just talking about. Like the, it's going to be worth it. So you don't want to quit. A lot of people, you know, they get started in 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 recovery, and maybe they get a month in or something, and. Are they whatever the time doesn't necessarily matter that much? They quit before all the good stuff starts happening. You know, they they don't give it enough time. They don't they don't do it long enough. And and so I I always challenge people because the miracle will happen. Yes, if you live a recovery program and you live a life of recovery, miracles will happen in your life one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, absolutely. You are living proof of that. So what's the next one there, Sir Kevin? This is a famous one as well. Addiction is a family disease. One person may use, but the whole family suffers. Maybe Ooh. a little more. Let's get a little negative. You know, we've had all these positive ones. Let's get down to some negative ones. <laughs> like it is, it's a family disease. And I've seen, I've seen people be affected, you know, almost more than the person that's using, you know, families that have just, their lives are destroyed because of, of someone in their family, you know, being an addict and, and so it's definitely going to, it suffers. It's the whole family does suffer. And I'm going to add to that because in the suffering is also the strength because Rachel has been by your side and she is so strong. She is so incredible and she is working her stuff through. So I give her credit because she's supporting you. Honestly, people like me and her, you know, we've overcome a lot of things like you, other people we've that have overcome this. Like, 
who else is going to be able to help people that are going through the ringer right now, except for people that have already been through it and gotten out of it. And you know, that's where Rachel, she's helping these women and, and people that are just have these loved ones that are sick and it's rough. And she's able to tell our story and tell from her experience the recovery. So we said it, the negative part, addiction is a family disease, but I think recovery is a family thing too. If, if people in the family find recovery, it can be so powerful and you can change and help so many people. So can I share a little secret with you? Yeah. Couldn't you see Rachel as an incredibly powerful coach assisting those that are supporting someone in recovery? Oh, for sure. She's, she's, uh, she could write a book on it because she is doing it. She's doing yep. the deal for sure. So I have another quote here. I like this one. It says, I'm going to make the rest of my life the best of my life. I like that. And we're doing it. Yeah, we, we really are. It's And this podcast is an example because we can get together. We can have fun. You know, re- Recovery can actually be fun. Yeah, here's a here's a little bit of a not fun, deeper one, but that's okay. okay. Oh, good. Go, go. It says, when you can stop, you don't want to. And when you want to stop, you can't. That's addiction. Oh, yeah. When can you, you can read that stop, again? Yeah. When you can stop, you don't want to. And when you want to stop, you can't. That's addiction. <sighs> that's my life. <laughs> there was my life, thank God. I just saw something, you know, talking about, addiction on a social media or something. And they said, you want to know what it's like to be an addict, go lock your phone up for a day. And every single time you think about your phone or try to grab your phone, you know, that's what it was like being an addict. And I remember at the end, I wanted to stop so bad and I just couldn't. Right. And and that's addiction. You were spiraling in there, but you had a group of people that so loved you that they did the intervention and they saved you. And then I was offered a solution, you know, which was like the the spiritual deal that we talked about and all that. And and thankfully, I I was that solution works, and there is a solution, and I'm thankful for that. And man, I do like we need to do these quotes more often. Yeah, we do because this is a great way to literally have fun. And for those of you listening to this, go out find quotes. And just read them, and in your mind's eye, you were just saying, you know, look at recovery quotes and look up quotes. Oh, and here's an exercise for you, the listener: look up recovery quotes, like maybe once a day or maybe a few times during the day. Find a quote that inspires you, write it down, and see what occurs with it. Because what I promise you is that you will find peace. You will deepen your recovery. And as a result, you will elevate your sobriety. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sobriety Elevated Podcast. Please like us, rate us, share us with your friends and family. By doing that, you make the difference. The more people that listen to this, the more we impact the recovery around the world. Thank you and create an incredible day.